0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, Jets fans and Texans fans. We have a crossover episode of Locked On Jets and Locked On Texans. Jets fans probably recognize my voice. I'm John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets, along with Cody Davis, the co host of Locked On Texas. We are going to preview this weekend's game between the New York Jets and the Houston Texans in Houston. Cody, good to speak with you today. How are you doing?
0: (laughs) Doing well, my guy. I'm just ready to enjoy my Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not going to lie. I think Thanksgiving might be my favorite holiday. I'm not just saying it because of NFL football. I'm saying it because I love to eat. And of course, Thanksgiving is associated with eating. Well, now we have our teams playing this
1: weekend, but I think this might be the most controversial question I ask and maybe the one that leads to the most heated debate. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side?
0: Uh, It has to be dressing. It it has to be dressing. I love dressing. Actually, I can just eat dressing by itself. I don't care about no turkey. I don't care about ham, anything like that. I can just eat dressing by itself, literally 24 seven. It's one of my favorite foods, period.
1: I would go mashed potatoes, but you gave the only other answer I would find acceptable. (laughs) So we're off to a great start, Cody. Awesome. (laughs) All right, well, Cody, let me begin by asking you. How did the Texans, uh, how did the Texans go out there and beat the Titans last weekend? I know the Texans have gotten off to a rough start this year, just like the Jets have, and they go out and beat maybe the best
0: team in the AFC. Hmm. Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I do want to point out because I am a journalist and I am someone who look at everything in its totality. And I do want to say that, you know, the Houston Texans, even though it was nice seeing them get a win, um, especially considering that they, that they ended in eight game losing streak. You got to take into consideration that this. was a Tennessee Titans team that did not have Derrick Henry they did not have Julio Jones and in the first quarter they also lost AJ Brown so it was kind of like they was beating up on a um on a wounded animal that was a little bit already wounded but you know kudos to the Houston Texans at the end of the day you know what I would say first and foremost that that game on Sunday, especially in the first half, showed that showed a theory of mine that I've been talking about this entire season. The fact that if Tyrod Taylor never went down with that hamstring injury, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Houston Texans would be a playoff caliber team, but they would be more so of a respectable team and a little bit more competitive. Because when you take a look at that game, especially when you can consider the weather tyrod taylor was the quarterback that you know kind of helped set the tone for the houston texans recording not one but two rushing touchdowns and plus you also got to take a look at the defense which is something that you know you guys might have to pay attention to on sunday the houston texans defense i mean i know this might sound crazy coming off an offseason where we lost jj watt but This is arguably, you know, one of the best defensive teams I've seen from the Houston Texans over the last decade when you consider one, how this team was put together, and two, the talent that they lost. So, You know, this is a defense that has recorded um, 10 takeaways over the last two games. They recorded five against the Tennessee Titans. And when you take a look at how well the defense has been playing, plus Tyrod Taylor being back from that hamstring injury, that is a recipe of how the Houston Texans were able to upset the Tennessee Titans and win. How would you like to be the Titans this year? And you have all these amazing wins over great competition. (laughs) You've lost to the Jets.
1: You've lost to the Texans.
0: I've. Hey, look, at the end of the day, the Tennessee Titans are still sitting at 8 and 3 if I'm not mistaken, and I know they have two embarrassing losses, you know, I think, you know, those two, you know, the loss against the Texans, the loss against the Jets are two games where they could look back and be like, "Man, we let those two slip away," but I would rather be 8 and 3 than 2 and 8 right now heading into we heading into week 12. <laughs> well, you know, as a
1: fan of a fellow 2 and 8 team, I think I have to agree <laughs> with you on that. So you mentioned this Texans defense is better than you might expect. Who are some of the key players on this unit now that J.J. Watt is gone?
0: Well, the number one key player that may or may not be playing on Sunday is John Gennard. That is a guy who the Houston Texans consider their foundational piece um, throughout this rebuild. I mean, he has looked really good as the Texans' new defensive end recording. I believe he has six and a half to seven sacks on the season. He has a foot injury, but... You know, when you take a look at this Texans defense, you got to keep in mind that John Grenard is just one part of a really good and a really solid defensive front. And when you look at guys, when you look at the rookies like Roy Lopez, when you take a look at a guy like uh jacob martin when you take a look at a guy like ross blacklock you know those are guys that has been getting after the quarterback making it hard for the running backs to find their gaps that front four has looked awesome throughout the season and even with the win on sunday the front four of the houston texans defense is still arguably in my opinion has been the biggest bright spot for this team so far in the 2021 season but when you take a look at the linebacking core when you take a look at the secondary they have been up and down the linebackers did look good in their winning Sunday against the Tennessee Titans and the secondary as well you know those is where most of the texans turnovers have been coming because they've been the one making plays on the ball forcing fumbles forcing fumbles getting an interceptions and if they're able to read the quarterback correctly and i say read the quarterback correctly because desmond king he had not one but two very important interceptions in the win against the Tennessee Titans he was talking about how he was able to read the quarterback and I know every time the Texans come off a game where. They have multiple takeaways, that is something that they talk about a lot is reading the quarterbacks when they are able to get that read on the opposing team quarterback they are able to create takeaways and forms of interception, so you know like I say, the the front four is a little bit more stable, a little bit more solid, but the secondary and the linebacking core, if they are able to get their reads correctly, then you're talking about a defensive team that can be really good, especially when you consider that they've been coached all season by a new defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith. And it's finally seemed like they are starting to get a hold of this Tampa two defense. Now you mentioned that Tyrod Taylor has made
1: a big difference when he's been in the, the lineup. Mm-hmm. And, That's a quarterback I've long respected. Now, he's not a spectacular quarterback, but he's a really solid veteran. I think he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Can you talk a little bit about how the offense has been different when he's been in the lineup?
0: (laughs) As I said on Sunday, and as I've been saying ever since the Houston Texans signed Tyrod, look, he's not the flashy quarterback like, you know, when we had Deshaun Watson, but he is not a terrible quarterback. I always said that he's a quarterback that is going to help you win a game, but he's not a quarterback that is going to make you lose a game, with the exception of the Miami Dolphins game, where he threw three interceptions. But I give him a pass because he was coming off a six-game absence. But what I would say, when you take a look at this Houston Texans offense, this is not the offense offense that you guys probably saw a couple years ago when you had D-Hop, when you had Deshaun Watson, you know, when you had all the big name players who can actually go out there and create something out of nothing. No, this is an offense where, look, you don't have much of a run game. The offensive line is a little bit shaky. Matter of fact, it's a lot shaky, especially when you're considering that they are missing their top two offensive linemen and Laramie Tunsil and Justin Britt. And it's because of those reasons It's why when you go back and you take a look at the six games. Where Tyrod Taylor wasn't in the lineup, you threw, a, you threw a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills who was not ready to play NFL football on an NFL level. Plus, when you take into consideration all of the negatives that I just put in there, it made it hard for him. When you have a guy like Tyrod Taylor and you go back and you take a look at that game and the win against the Tennessee Titans, he knows how to take the negatives and create something with it. There was times where the pocket was collapsing and he was able to escape and get and, and get yards rather right? there was you know two rushing touchdowns like I just mentioned or you know just giving the team enough to get the first down and getting them closer to the, to the first down as for when you compare that to a Davis Mills he wasn't doing that and I get it it's because he was a rookie a project rookie at that plus he is a quarterback where he can get the ball to his targets and he's more than a one read quarterback unlike Davis Mills there was a lot of times where he 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 just made one read a lot of times it was Brandon Cooks and if Cooks wasn't open it either the play either ended in a turnover or it ended in negative yardage for the Houston Texans.
1: Now which weapon on offense do you think is most important for Houston?
0: Got to go with Brandon Cooks. He has been the team's top receiver and you know i think he started out the year top 10 in receiving yards but over the last three to four games you know the the texans where the texans opponents have been able to kind of put him in a box where you know just making it a little bit harder for him to go out there and run his routes and stuff but if brandon cooks could get things going he is still arguably if not the texans best offensive player however till that To to answer that question and to extend it a little bit further, I would also throw in Chris Conley and Nico Collins together. Because if both of those guys can go out there and get and find their rhythm in a passing game, then that's of course going to free up Brandon Cooks in order to do his thing as well. All right. Well, Cody has given us a tremendous view of the Houston Texans, but of course,
1: this is a crossover episode, which means that. Coming up next, we're going to flip the script. Cody will ask me questions about the New York Jets. But before we get to that, we know it's Thanksgiving, and you know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on with promo code Locked On, It's one word with no space, L O C K E D O N, to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, they're stuffed with deals this
0: Thanksgiving. All righty, Jets fans and Texans fans, as we continue here with this crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Texans and Locked on Jets. John, you guys have a quarterback who's been under a microscope when healthy. How has the Zach Wilson experience been in New York? And do you believe that we're actually going to have an opportunity to play against a rookie quarterback who has missed? What has it been now, like three or four games? It's been four games
1: and yes, you will. The report came out Tuesday night. Zach Wilson will be in the starting lineup on Sunday. He mm-hmm. returns after missing four games. Jets went one in three in those games. It will be interesting to see how he performs up to this point. I got to be honest with you, Cody. There's been more negative than positive. Now there have been mm-hmm. some good moments. I thought his first game against Carolina He took some big hits in the first half and bounced back and played a very strong second half, almost led the Jets back from a big deficit. He also played really well in the Jets' upset over Tennessee. You know, all we talk about is our two and eight teams beating the Tennessee Titans. Well, Zach Wilson had his Mm -hmm. best game that week. I say Zach Wilson's almost like two different quarterbacks. Outside the structure of the play, he's dangerous. He has a big arm. He keeps his eyes down the field. He can take advantage of a broken play. You see the flashes, the playmaking ability that made him the second overall pick. When he's been in the pocket this year, it's been more of a struggle. He's struggled to read defenses. Now, to some extent, that's what you expect from a rookie. But I think it's been a little disappointing, a little disconcerting that even a lot of basic coverages have kind of confounded him at various points. Week two against New England, he threw four interceptions. And it wasn't really anything Bill Belichick did. He was just throwing to covered receivers. And that's been kind of a theme. Another theme is that on a number of his interceptions, the number of his errant throws, he's had open checkdowns and he just hasn't taken them. So it's a bit of a learning curve. And I think rookie quarterbacks always come in with expectations that are probably a little bit too high. I think Zach Wilson's got a lot of potential. I'm not giving up mm-hmm. on him yet. Again, I... Watched him last year at BYU. I watched every snap he took in the offseason before the Jets drafted him. And I said, you know what? I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to develop. I think it's a question. How much has this four weeks on the bench done for him? I think that there can be a different perspective when you're watching somebody else run the offense. I think it got to a point where maybe he was letting some of the struggles get into his head a little bit. So maybe a little mental vacation could help out. He comes back with a fresh approach. He doesn't have the weight of his recent struggles weighing him down. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what we get out of Zach Wilson. You know, you hope to see progress. A lot of this jet season, the success or failure of it is based on how Zach Wilson progresses. And if he finishes the year strong over these final seven games, it's going to do a lot to make us forget the struggles in the early part of the year.
0: And to that same point, I do want to ask this question. Do you think it's a good idea to put Zach Wilson back in the game this soon, especially considering, you know, there was a moment during his absence where you guys had Mike White starting under center, and I saw a couple people was was debating whether or not Mike White should finish the season as the Jets' starting quarterback.
1: Well, listen, Mike White had a phenomenal game against Cincinnati. He threw mm-hmm. for 405 yards. That came out of nowhere. But Cody, <laughs> I got to tell you, I was go- going back to training camp, and I went to a couple Jets training camp practices. I watched all three preseason games. I watched Mike White, and I said, man, if Zach Wilson never goes down, the Jets are in big trouble because Mike <laughs> White can't play in the NFL. Oh, <laughs> course, wow. Mike White goes out and throws for 405 yards, which, hey, I've been wrong about the Jets plenty through the years, and most of the time when I'm wrong about them, it's because guys I think are going to be good end up stinking. So I'm kind of glad for once to be wrong in the opposite direction. Look, Mike White went out against Buffalo, and I think he kind of fell back to earth. (laughs) You look at the game he played against Cincinnati, I think on some levels it's kind of an anomaly. It's very difficult to throw for 405 yards without throwing a pass more than 15 yards down the field in the air. I think the Bengals' defense kind of led into that. I think part of the story is the Bengals weren't that good. Mike White conceivably could be a backup. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Mm -hmm. But. You know, I think at some, at some point your scouting has to factor into this. Mike White was a guy the Jets waved multiple times last year and cut to the practice squad. He's a guy who was available in season two years ago when the Jets picked him up. Listen, if Mike White had continued his streak and had thrown for another 300, 400 yards a couple of weeks ago against Buffalo, I could see sticking with him, riding the hot hand, seeing maybe if you have something. But the fact he fell back to earth, that tells the Jets, and it probably tells me that, you know, he what we saw against Cincinnati might not have been sustainable. But the other factor here is that it's kind of a moot point because Mike White was placed on the COVID list on Tuesday, along with Joe Flacco. He tested positive for COVID-19. So mm. no matter what happened, Zach Wilson would be in the lineup this week.
0: Has Rob Sala been somewhat of a disappointment as a head coach, especially when you consider that he is a, a defensive-minded coach and the Jets arguably have one of the worst def- defenses in the league?
1: I think a lot of Jets fans would say yes, and I don't think that's completely unfair. Now, I've heard some Jets fans suggest maybe Salah should be one and done. Mm -hmm. To me, that's probably taking it a little bit too far. But look, I have to be honest with you. If you told me we'd be at this point in the season and the defense would be struggling to the extent it has, I'd be telling you this was a disappointment. I think that you have to be fair. The Jets are not performing to expectations. Listen, expectations were not that high. We knew going into the season this was not that talented of a team. And they also lost their key free agent import on defense, Carl Lawson. He suffered a season-ending injury in a training camp practice. That said, I don't think there's ever an excuse for the defense to be as bad as it's been in recent weeks. Now, part of this, again, is loss and being out. Part of it's they're playing a very young secondary. They've also had injuries at the safety position. They've lost both starting safeties to season-ending injuries. LaMarcus joined the first week of the year against Carolina. Marcus May a few weeks back. So they're playing guys at safety who, honestly, are kind of lucky to be on an NFL roster. I mean, these are guys who you could see if the Jets cut them, I'm not sure some of them would even be on another NFL team, and now they're getting big snaps because of all these injuries. But it's been frustrating. The defensive line has talent on it. That's the one unit on this defense that I would say has legitimate high-end talent. And they've been underperforming. Now, I thought they played better against Miami last week, which is something I only discovered watching the film because I think I initially criticized them on Monday's episode, the game recap. I went back and watched the film and I felt like they played okay, but they've been very inconsistent. And beyond that, I think the thing that bothers me as much as anything about this Jets defense is and Robert Sala has said that this is a very simple system. And the reason that it's a simple system is he wants his guys to know what to do in every situation. He doesn't want to have to have his guys thinking. He wants his guys to be able to play fast. There are lots of situations where these guys are out of position. You look at the things the defense tries to take away. They frequently bring the extra safety into the box to try and stop the run. They try and prevent the big play. They try and play bend, but don't break. Well, they've been not great stopping the run and they've been giving up a lot of big plays. So. When you're not doing the things you set out to do, the things your scheme is built to do, that's a problem.
0: Is there anyone on the defensive side of the ball that the Texans should keep their eye on?
1: I think it would be Quinn and Williams. He was the third overall pick a couple of years back. And Mm. to be honest with you, it's been a disappointing season for him. His sack numbers look okay, but he hasn't done it on a consistent basis. You know, when I talk about these defensive struggles, there have been too many games where Quinn and Williams has kind of been taken out where he's lost at the point of attack. Now, there have also been games where he's been very good. And based on what you told me about the Texans offensive line, this could be the type of game where he could present a mismatch. He hasn't been consistent all year, but the talent's there. There's a reason he went third overall. And you've seen flashes of a guy who can be an impact player. So that would be the guy I'd keep my eye on. Well, Cody and I are going to make our predictions shortly, so you might want to get a snack. And Cody would tell you that, Cody and I both know that Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you haven't tried a Bilt Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to eat. But a Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. They are absolutely delicious. And not only are they delicious, they're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of being delicious and so many flavors, coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And on top of that, this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website off and you don't want to miss out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at built, B-U-I-L-T.com. Well, we are going to close out our crossover episode, Locked on Jets, Locked on Texans. I'm John of Locked on Jets, along with Cody, Locked on Texans.
0: Cody how do you see this game playing out (laughs) well (laughs) it's kind of tough because the Houston Texans are in the situation that um, myself and my co-host John talked about a couple of days ago about you know if the Texans continue winning that means that draft stock is going to fall Um, prior to Sunday's game they were sitting at number two but after Sunday's win they're now sitting at (laughs) number four but I do believe that the Texans might have one more win in them. And I think that win could come Sunday against the New York Jets, unfortunately. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, Jets fans. So I think I'm going to go 21-7. to 7. Houston Texans way I think um, just 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 solely off the fact that the Texans are coming into this game fresh off a win against one of the best teams in the league um, Tyrod Taylor has another game under his belt and you know Zach Wilson you know he's been out four games and I think he's going to come in I'm a little bit slow maybe a little bit rusty and i think because the um texans defense has been playing so good over the last couple of weeks um even in their losses i think that is something that that might be a, an an opportunity for them to exploit going up against a rookie quarterback who has as you mentioned who's been out for what four games well cody you're talking to a fan base of
1: seasoned <laughs> pros when it comes to the dilemma of late season wins hurting your draft position. So we, we all know what you're talking about as far as the jets go. And as I said to Cody, before we began recording Texas fans should be rooting for me to pick the jets because <laughs> listeners have locked on jets this season. Know that I have zero feel for this team. Every time I pick the jets win, they've gotten absolutely blown out. And the two games, the jets have won. I said that they had very little chance of winning. <laughs> And as much as I probably should pick the Texans because of that, I'm going with the Jets. Um, And so I guess maybe your Texas fans should be happy, Cody. But (laughs) I feel like coming off that win, maybe it's time for a letdown for the Texans. I feel like the Jets are playing badly. They've been hearing nothing about how bad they've been the last couple of weeks. I'm hoping Zach Wilson goes out and plays better this weekend. And the Zach Wilson factor kind of makes it easier to root for the Jets, even though it's hurting mm-hmm. their draft positioning. Because look, <laughs> if your young quarterback goes out there and plays well, you're not going to complain about a win. That's the most important yeah. thing. I'm going to go Jets 21, Texans 17. So
0: Texans fans mm. celebrate. You're on your way to a blowout win now because I made that <laughs> prediction. <laughs> well I, we only had one comfortable win this season that was of course the week one victory against the jacksonville jaguars so you know maybe this will be i don't know but 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 who knows <laughs> well cody i hope you have
1: a very thanks happy thanksgiving i hope all you jets fans and texans fans out there have a great thanksgiving please be safe when you're traveling out there and let's look forward to a great game on sunday
0: <laughs> sounds good awesome my guy